everybody in front of you. Everybody's uh, blocked. You're uh, everybody's blocked out. They they uh, there's no no video. Okay. There you go. Good, Good to see you. Good. Good morning. Today's daf. Bokatov. Today's daf is daf Samach Zion in Erevin. Samach Zion sixty seven. From the two dots, about nine lines down on the page. Rav Chisu Rav Sheishes Kipaki Ba'adari. These two rabbis, when they met one another, they were both great Tamini Chachamim. Rav Chista Marsan Sifufsei. Rav Sheshes was an expert. He knew all the Mishnayis Baalpeh. And Rav Chista's lips trembled just from fear that Rav Sheshes would, um, would uh, uh, you know, would knock him down, would refute what he says uh, from a Ferish Mishnah. So he was afraid to uh, quote something. Some background noise. Hold on a second. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Did it work? Let's see. I don't know if it worked or not. Okay. Any case, so Rav, Rav uh, Chista was afraid of Rav Sheshish's Bikias in Mishnayis, and his, like his lips trembled that he shouldn't say something that Rav Sheshish would easily refute from a the favorite Mishnah. Rav Sheshish, Mirsa Kula Gufa, his whole body trembled. Me pulpulate Rav Chista. Rav Chista was such a great... Uh, uh, he was such a great uh, debater and uh, thinker, and uh, and he was he was so sharp uh, that uh, Rav Sheshes, uh, was afraid of Rav Chista's brilliance, and he was afraid that uh, he would uh, counteract him. He would refute him from some from some brilliant uh, argument. So these two rabbis respected one another. Boy, me Rav Chista, Rav Sheshes. Rav Chista asked the following question: Sheshes, Shnei Batim, Shnei If you have the uh, the illustration book, take a look at number. Uh, 235. We're at 235. You have two houses across the street from one another, across a public thoroughfare, Rosh Hashanah. So that's the case. And on Shabbos, Goyim came and made a fence right through the Rosh Hashanah. You see the dove fence there on both sides. And they turned the Rosh Hashanah basically into a chatzer that both houses could use. Now, we learned before, back in the second paragraph, Rashi points out, that any mechitza made on Shabbos, whether it was b'shogig or mezid, it's still a mechitza. It is a mechitza. It's physically a mechitza. And certainly here where a guy did it, it's not a problem. The guy wasn't over anything. He has no issues. So um, you have two houses across the street from one another. Obviously, if they're across the Rosh Hashanah, you couldn't make an of there. We don't hold like Rabbi Yehuda says. You could make an Arab with a lechi or a car. We don't say that. So there was just Rosh You couldn't make an of there. But the Goyim came and they constructed a partition on Shabbos that effectively turned it into more of a private domain, like a chutzer. Mahu, what can you do now? Now the question is, well, you got two Jews there live across the street. Can they take Cholent across the street? Obviously not from one house into another, but into the chutzer at least. Can they have a meal there in the chutzer? Probably there was a pandemic at the time and they wanted to eat outside. So the question was, could somebody, could, they, could, you, could you do that or not? What would you do? Now, they didn't have an air of there. So even if it's a chutz, yes, but we learned yesterday and the day before, you could be mavatli rishus, you could re- renounce your rishus to the other person. The one who holds you can't be mavatli rishus from one chutz to another, you can't be mavatli rishus from one chutz to another, right? Because why? It's because ain't osrin, ain't mavatlin. In other words, the only time 
you say you could be mevatel just from another is where one did asr like in 60 back in uh, 233 where one was inside the other and you can make an air of there so <clears throat> so there we said ain mevatel was just mechatel like in 233 and we argued whether in 234 i'm sorry in 234 234 we said you definitely cannot in 233 that was uh, in 233 possibly you could that was a machlokus we had yesterday in shmuel but a libra Shmuel says he can't be mivatel chotzer chotz. So loti boila chashtadi boila ruver meyesmo. If they couldn't make an air the day before yesterday, they couldn't because it was across Rosh Hashanah. In this case, in two thirty-five. So chashta loti boila chashtadi boila ruver meyesmo matzer ruver. Manach in the case that we discussed yesterday, where they could have made an air. They could have made an air in two thirty-three or two thirty-four. Amrit ein bet lushus mechatzel chotzer in two thirty-four. The one right before two thirty-five. We say over there that if they wanted to make an error between the two, they could, right? But if they didn't, we don't rely bitlushus. Why? Because they don't really answer upon one another. So in a case where it's either they don't answer one another or they didn't make an error, there you say you can't make a bitl. Yesterday in 2.34, we saw that if they wanted to make an error before Shabbos, they could have. Still we say, well, here, if they wanted to make an error, here they certainly couldn't. And here the question was, okay, could one of them, okay, it's not really chatzel chatzel, but when you, the only way it would work is with bittel. If one, one of the owners of the houses on one side of the street would mevatel his share in the chatzel, so to speak, to the other guy, would that work? So here we're saying, if you say, even where you could have made an air of the day before, like in 234, certainly in 235, where you couldn't make an air of the day before, you certainly wouldn't be able to, so Bittl wouldn't help over here. So even though the Goyim made effectively a Chatzar in the middle of the Shusarab, and they turned it into a quasi uh but that's not going to help over here. You can't still can't use it, because each one is, uh, each, there's, there's two, own home, two Jewish homeowners right now sharing one chutzer, and they didn't make an Arab. And you don't say bitl over here. So, Lukoshke, Kiti the question is, we learned yesterday that Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with, with Shmuel, and he says, you could be Matlushis from one to another. So, Hassan, the maybe it's only over there, like in 234, where. You could have made an air of the day before. So if they wanted to make an air of the day before Shabbos, they could have. So also, in other words, the one holds you could be mavatal, just maybe that's only where you could have made an air of and you didn't. So instead, if you forgot to make an air, you could be mavatal. But over here, the day before Shabbos, it was Rosh Hashanah there. Friday was Rosh Hashanah. The Goyim only made it into Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. Maybe you shouldn't be able to mavatal it. Is there no difference? And you could still. Amalei, aim mavatlan. He said, you're not mevatel, uh, ain't mevatlin. Why? Because uh, you need at least one of the things. You need, you need at least to be able to make an air of the day before, or they would answer upon one another. And you don't have that over here, so therefore it doesn't work. Um, There's at least you could have made the air of the day before. Right? There's no, you couldn't have made it the day before, and there's no bitlo, dilma, mitaholoka, since they didn't answer upon one another, and you couldn't, you couldn't make an air the day before, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe he's not makbid, and he says, ain't So you cannot be mavatl. The rabbis allowed you to renounce it in very specific cases. Only in a case where you could have made an air of the day before, and possibly it answers upon one another. Otherwise, not. 
or at least you have one of them. You could have made an Erev or it Asr. But like in 234, where you could have made an Erev, but it didn't Asr. So he says over here, you don't, you don't do, because you couldn't make an Erev day before, and they don't Asr, and therefore his argument was, it's not, it's not Bato. Now, yesterday we had the case, and the day before we had the case. Time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. This Chatzar doesn't, doesn't belong to either one of them. How can they Mavato something that doesn't belong good. to them at all? Very good. So the Chatzar effectively, the guy turned it into a private Chatzar. In other words, when you have a chutzer, nobody really owns owns the chutzer, right? It's sort of shared among all the people who were there. Who yeah, do you have a title on a chutzer? You don't have a title on a shared chutzer. It's like um, it's it's sort of like uh, in an apartment house today in Israel, where you own your apartment and the uh, the common areas, the hallways and the lobby and stuff like that is sort of shared, you know. So here too, when the guy constructed the walls, the fences around the Rosh Hashanah he turned that into a chutzr. It's no longer Rosh Hashanah so it's now a chutzr. So that's the question. Could they mevatle Rosh Hashanah one another? Does he effectively gave them ownership rights in that street? Now, um, now the Gemara says, um, okay, now we're, we're going to go back. Remember we talked about if, um, if that we start from the beginning of the parak. If, if one of the residents of the chutzr is a guy, your only option is the rabbis didn't want you to live with goyim, so they said you can't even make an Erev with a goy. It doesn't work. You can't make it up together. What you can do is you can purchase or rent from him his ownership rights in the chutzr for that Shabbos. Barring that, if you didn't do that, it doesn't work, and he prohibits you. So we said, uh, we talked about the case with the three rabbis. The goy wasn't home, so they made an Erev. Then the guy showed up on Shabbos. So the question was, could they rent from him on Shabbos? Can they do that? And also, even if they rent from him, there's still no Erev, right? So they rent from his Rishus, but they still have to all the Rishus to one of the rabbis, one of the Jews, and then they can at least carry from his house into the Chatzar and back and forth. So here the question was this. What happens if there was a guy there, right, and you couldn't make an Erev, and the guy died on Shabbos, Meis Nachri, B'Shabbos. That's the next, not, not the deal we were talking about before uh, in 235, but rather a different case. The case we had before, he had an Erev, there was no error because there was a guy. You couldn't make an error. The guy died on Shabbos. Now there's no guy. It's only Jews left. Mal. Alibi Devandam Rasochim. The one who says what? That on Shabbos. Remember what happened to the three rabbis? They said, yeah, let's do it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. Let's, let's rely on that. We can be Sochim. Then they came to Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan said, yeah, yeah, it's okay. So Rabbi Yochanan said, it's okay. Then the Gemara shlugged him up and he said, no. We find from Shmuel apparently that you can't do that, right? Must be that he came home on Shabbos. And, um, and it's Osir, Bain Marvin, Ain Mavatlin. But Tani Osir, Bain Marvin, Ain Mavatlin. So Shmuel apparently is Mash because Shmuel said, in a case where Yasser's and you can't make an Erev, what's that case speaking about where there's a guy? Now, if the guy came home before Shabbos, you could have rented it for him. So the Gemara said at the bottom of Samachbav, yesterday's off on the top of Samachbav on the days, says, must be speaking that the guy came home on Shabbos, and therefore you can't, there's no Bittel. Over here, the guy died on Shabbos. So you don't have to rent it from him anymore. He's gone. So what do you do now? Can they just be mavatl b'shus? You don't need schiras now. Oh, you don't have to rent it from the guy and be mavatl. All you need is one can mavatl the other. So meis nachem b'shabbos mal. I'll leave it to Amr Socher and the one who says you could rent it from him on Shabbos and betaloti boy lo chashta tarti of the inachadami boy. If you're allowed to both, if he showed up on Shabbos and you say you're allowed to rent it from him and then be mavatl two of the Jews to the third Jew. That's allowed. You're allowed to socher and mevatel. Certainly over here, where all you need is bittel, that should be good enough. The one who says ein socher, like we came out afterwards, Shmuel, they brought a pro from Shmuel. It says you can't rent it from him on Shabbos, and bittel won't work. 
Maybe you don't rent it and use you, you on Shabbos. You want to be able to carry into the chutzur. So we don't say you can both rent it and do bittel of the among the Jews. Rent it from the government of the Jews. You can't. You can't do two things. Maybe one you could do. Here you don't have to rent it. The guy died. So therefore, all you have to do is is rivatel. So would you be able? Would you would you allow bittel or not? So he said he answered the question. Uh, um, I guess this was also uh, a question that who that who who posed to who that boy uh, of of Chistah from Rav Sheishis. He asked him first about the question of two thirty five with the guys constructing a fence in the middle of Shisharam and Shabbos. Then he asked him this question: What would you say if the guy died? I I say you could be bittel. You could do if the guy died on Shabbos. All that's left is the Jews. So two Jews could be bevatel their rishus to one, and that's it. Amnuna says, no, 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 not vatlin. In other words, like Rashi explains, not, not like the other case, here you could have rented it from the guy yesterday and made an Arab. You could have. So here we didn't, and the guy died, so you could be mavatlin anyway, right? Amnuna says, since he couldn't have made the Arab yesterday unless you rented it from him and you didn't rent it, so he says, bitl. so it's a machlokas whether it worked in that case or not. So Rav Sheshis answered him, I say you could, bitl does work in the case. And the Amunah says, Gittel doesn't work. I didn't see it, but it bothers me. You know, when it comes to laws of Yerusha, we learn in Kedushan that a guy has Yerusha also. What do we always say? If a, guy, if a Jew dies, his inheritance, you don't have to wait for pray, probate to, for it to be effective like common law. If a Jew dies, automatically, his, if, without a will, a will effectively is like a probate and takes care of things even before he dies. But uh, if he didn't have a, a will, so it goes according to the lachas of the Torah, the sons are Yarshin, if there's no sons, there's daughters, blah, blah. There's a whole, uh, whole, you know, whole um, series of, of rules that the Torah gave us about how Yerusha works. What about when a guy dies? So a guy dies also, he has Yerusha's sons inherit him. So there's a shalom, Mariam, Gedushin about does the, do the, how do the laws of Yerusha work? Do they work the same way or not? For example, if, a, if, a, if, a, if a, one of his sons was Magai and is a Jew, so now, you know, the Jew is smart, so he tells his brother, who's still a guy, he tells, uh, you know, Clyde, uh, you know what, uh, or Boone, whatever his name was, he says, uh, I'll tell you what, you take the idols, I'll take the cash, right? You know, I'll take the cash, you have the idols. Is that, that's a fair, you know, the Gemara talks about that. Well, you, the Gemara goes in the whole discussion, but the point is, the Goyim have the laws of Yerusha too. So we hear when the so we say, oh, if a Ger dies, remember we have this route shouts, we had it the other day too, if a Ger dies, if a Jew dies, there's always Yarshim. Somebody's in there. As you go back all the way, somebody says 18,000th cousin, he's got a relative. Every Jew has a relative. The only one who doesn't have a relative is a Ger who was Megayer and he didn't get married yet and he is nobody because he's Gershon Askar, Kakut and Shanol, Dummy, the Gemara and Yavama, Staff Chaf Beis. Gershon Askar, guy who goes Megayer, is like a halachically, he's a new person. Halachically, he's a new person. He has no relatives. So that's the moment. So what do you do? So anybody, if a gear dies, we always don't know anybody could take his, his, his Yerusha's hefker and anybody could take it. But if the guy died over here, he had some Yerush, what do you mean? If the guy died, so you don't have to rent it anymore from him, question is, what about his relatives? So I guess you have to say he had no relatives. But everybody has relatives somewhere. Maybe the, guy, maybe the, maybe the uh, laws of the relatives of the guy, only that it goes to his children, doesn't, doesn't work like it works with us. If Rahman, some person dies without children, a Jew dies, so it goes 
if he has no family, is no he's not uh, his wife doesn't inherit him. But if he, he his his father would inherit him, his grandfather would inherit him, and then it goes down from his grandfather's son to their sons. And if if he has a surviving brother, it goes up to his father, even if his father's dead, and then goes down to his brother. So it always goes. He always has Yosef, but maybe a guy, maybe it only works uh, to a to a son. In other words, this guy obviously died, and there was no Yarshim. because if there were Yarshim, so it would be theirs, right? So it must be speaking about whether there are no Yarshim. But I'm questioning how is it possible for a guy not to have any Yarshim? He's related to all the other Goyim in the world somehow, right? So there's some Yarshim there. Anyway, okay, so you don't know who it is now until you go to court and probe it. Okay, fine, but there's a Yarish there. It's not yours. But again, could very well be. It's all very simple now that I'm thinking about it. Makes no difference. The guy, whoever's Yarish is, he's not there. Remember we talked about when the guy wasn't home? If the guy wasn't home, it's only the people who were there. So the whole question's stupid anyway, as I just realized, right? Because even if he has other Yorshim, it's not a question of ownership. Nobody else is there right now. If nobody's there, then it's not a problem, you know? So not, not an issue. Okay, anyway, that, I guess that solves that. All right, uh, back to the Gemara and the two dots. I'm going to be on now we're going to look at, there's only one other diagram today, and that's number 236. If you look in 236, you have, uh, you see the house, the house belongs to a guy, right? Uh, let's say one of the houses there belongs to, to the guy, and there are uh, maybe other houses in that same courtyard, because that, that qualifies it as a proper court. Let's say there's two houses there, one is the guy's, and the one behind it sort of is the Jew's. And there's a common mavui there, right? You don't see the, you know, the mavui. And there's an opening from the chutzr into the mavui, and you see the horses or mules, whatever, walking around over there. And then if you look in the right side, you see there's also an opening that the guy has out to a bikah. Bikah is like an open valley, an open area, not, not, not enclosed. Now, what the Gemara is going to say here is this. Look at the Gemara. He's got that doorway. See, he got Pesach He's got that doorway on the side there, opening up to the Bikkah. He would rather have his animals out, go out and graze, and spend time out in the valley, not through, not in the in the Mavoy, which has people walking through the Rishis Rabbin. Even if you see you see the animals, even if the animals are going in and out of the regular chutzir opening into the Mavi all day, and they're using that as a uh, he's got uh, camels and wagons, everything going out kula derch Mavi through the Mavoy. He doesn't also be Mavi. Why? My time In other words, we said until now that if a guy is with you in a chutzer, you have no option except to rent his space. Otherwise, he asks you from carrying in the chutzer. In this case, though, for the mavui, when we're talking about the same thing, would be with asser the mavui. He's got to make sure she took for the mavui. But you know what? He's not included because he rather would use that back door. Even if you see him using the front door, so to speak, where the animals are hanging out there, that's not the door that he prefers to use. It may, they might be use it. Uh, you know, incidentally, he might be using it, but normally he would want that you would want to use the back door because that's the door that gives his animals much more access to open areas. So that's what he say. Kul ain't He doesn't answer the other people in the mavui from carrying in there without making a shituf. A shituf is is like a, an era for a different different chatzeros together. They make a shituf. It's the same thing. What a, what you do in a chatzer, uh make it common a common food area. Uh, to make it uh, to make an eruv, what you do, you make an eruv in a chutzur, and in a mavui you make what's called a shituf. It's the same idea, but one is for the chutzur, one is for the mavui. So my time, the the one that's uh, that the, he has that special door in the back there. Where they're going out to the mavui. That's his special door. The he prefers that. Pasuach 
What if it's open to a big area, but the it's not a bika like is shown in this diagram. It's hard to see, but the beige area over here, the beige area uh, is 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 an open area bika. What happens if that's an enclosed area? It's a large enclosed area. Word we have commonly in Hebrew. The opana is like the high school. Here also, it's the opana. He had a teaching that a, a tradition that he had to open a Rashi says he said you know he, he had this the following teaching tradition even if it's open to a big karfef a large enclosed area still the halach is he prefer to use that area because it's a big open area than the Mavui and therefore he doesn't answer his his uh, residence in that area even though the guy has his animals there and he uses, he uses the Mavi somewhat, but his preferred entrance is the other one, and therefore his residence there doesn't prohibit the other Jews from carrying. Rabbi Yosef from Nachri, This is like this. How big is that Karfef? Remember, a Karfef, if an enclosed area up until two Beso, which as we said is 5,000 square Amos, right? That's considered a private area for us. For a guy, if it's up to 2,000, up to base assignment, up to 5,000 grammas, that does Oscar, because it's not big enough for him. That's it, not five, it's not a very big area for grazing and taking his animals out. So Rabbi Yosef, they say, it's, it's, it's qualified. This, you say, even an enclosed area, uh, even if he has an enclosed area, he'd still rather use that area, and therefore he doesn't prohibit you from carrying in the Mavui. That's only if it's larger than, than 5,000 amas. But if it's less, not so. Basis sign, right? But if it's less, he does prohibit you because then he's going to use the mavi as much, at least as much as he would use the outer area. Israel, what about a Jew? What about if a Jew had an area like that? Basis sign, ain't Up until Tusa, he doesn't ask her why. Because if he has his own, like, so to speak, a backyard, an enclosed backyard, and Tusa, he can carry in there on Shabbos, even if it's not Mukaf, if it's not Mukaf Ladira. I mean, even if it, whether it's even if it's not mukav there, if it's more than two thousand, than five thousand square miles, more than two saw, we said that if it's not mukav you can't carry in there, right? So Yosem Rishayim Oser. In other words, if the Jew had the same thing as the guy, but he had a karfeif which was more than two thousand amos, which you can't carry in there on Shabbos, the rabbi said that's like a Carmelist and you can't carry in there. Then he is going to use them up, and then he does prohibit you from carrying unless you made a common shituf or uh, or eruv. But I mean, Rava Bar Chaklai Me Rav we ask the same question. The same thing we just discussed. If it's open to a karf mao, armalei, harayamru, beis asayim oser, yosem asayim eno oser. Again, if it's for a Jew, if a Jew had an area up until 2,000 amas, he's going to use that area. Why? Because he can carry that we're talking about on Shabbos. So he's not going to use the mavi, and therefore you don't have to, he doesn't have to partake in your Erev or your Shituf. Yosem asayim, but if it's more than 2,000, where he can't carry there, then he doesn't answer. Amar ulam rabbi yochem. Karfaf Yosem Beis Asayim Shalohuk of Ladira. This this thing we're discussing now. Listen carefully now. Rabbi Elchanan says that an enclosed area you have a fence around it, more than two, so very big, which is not made for. There's no house in there. We had many diagrams of that earlier on in the Masechta. Afilu Kura even very large amounts, gigantic, but it's enclosed. Hazarik Chayev. If you throw some shusrab into that enclosed area, Gechayev, on Shabbos, it's the Nisra Daraisa, Maitaima, Mechitzi. You have an enclosed area. There's no deer in there. In other words, what we're saying here is this. You have a gigantic closed enclosed area. You have a fence around a big, big area. It doesn't have to be even a man-made fence. Any fence around a gigantic area, even if it's miles wide, is considered Rosh Hashanah, Midaraisa. And if you throw something from Rosh Hashanah, it's considered Rosh Hashanah, Midaraisa. 
because it's an enclosed area, ten fachim high, right? The wall is ten fachim high, even and and there and it's enclosed. Even if you so, even if it's a gigantic area, it's all considered one mishusiyachin. And if you throw from shusram mishusiyachin, you're chayev on Shabbos. That's what Rabbi Yochanan says. Therefore, Rabbi Yochanan saying a bichidish said that that's a mishusiyachin, no matter how big it is. Can you carry in there? No. The rabbi said if it's not hukaf ladira and it's more than five thousand square amas, the rabbi said that's considered like a, a carmelis, and you can't carry in there. But mitaraisa, if you threw something from there into shusram or vice versa, you'd be chayev. That's Rabbi Yochanan's chidish. Masar of huna you have a large rock, a large stone in middle of the ocean, middle of the sea, whatever. It's, it's like Rishus Yochid. It's ten fachim high and it's four fachim uh, wide in each direction. You can't carry. Very makes sense. What is the yam? Yam we learned before is a Carmelis, not a Rishus Ram, it's a Carmelis. And you can't carry from the stone, the big rock, into the Ocean or from the ocean in there because you're going from a Kamalus into a Shusiyachid or vice versa. Okay, Bain Tachel, Bain Miliam. Look, Pachas Mikan, if it's less than that, it's not a Shusiyachid. Let's say it's not 10 Fachamai, you just got a rock. It's, uh, you know, not very high. Then Metalpan, you could carry because you're going from from a Carmelis into another Carmelis, not a problem, right? If it's not a, if it's not a, uh, it's not a Shusarabim, it's not a Shusayachid, so let's call it a Carmelis, or it's a, it's a very small, it could be a Makam Tour, but let's just call it a Carmelis, not a problem. Ad Kama, how much? Now we're not sure what it means by Ad Kama. Ad Kama, how much? Ad Beisosayim, until Tusa. Now what does that mean? A higher. When you say uh, how much until Tusa, until 5,000 Amas, what's that going on? What's that going on? Ile Masefa, if it's going on the Sefa, what did the Sefa say? If it's less than if it's less than the minimum requirements for a shusiyachid, so we say uh, you can carry from there into, uh, you can carry, and you could carry from the yam into there. So, so what, until you could only say until those two saw, you could carry from one to the other, not, if it's bigger than two saw, then it's certainly a caramelist. What's the problem? You say, if, if the rock is very, is very low, so it's not ten tefachim high, so it's not a Rishos Yachid, you can carry from the sea onto the rock or vice versa. Uh, how far? Unless, up until five, uh, up until, if the rock is 5,000 square amas. More than that, you can't. What do you mean? Just the opposite. More than that, you should certainly be able to carry. If Vada are caramelous, you should be able to carry. Elalava Resha. It must be going on the Resha. What did the Resha say? That if you have a private area, right, if the, if the rock is very big, it's a, it's a Rishos Yachid, you can't carry from the sea into the rock or vice versa. And then you say, how much? Until two saw. More than that, you can't. Uh, more than that, what? It doesn't, it doesn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? When he says, What? How much is that? Ad kama, ad beisaw. And then if it's more than, if it's base asayim. If it's more than base asayim, then you, then you could carry? So what's going on? Reisha vachika, right? So what's going on? If it's a Rosh the rock is big. Only until two saw. Yes, from base but if it's more than two, you could carry. So if you can carry, if the rock is bigger than two saw, that means that the rock, you could carry from the Yam. Why could, why could you carry? Because the rock is now a Carmelis. Right, metalplan alma carmelis. It's a carmelis. Tifta Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan just said before that if you throw, if you have a big enclosure, right, even more than two saw, gigantic, gigantic, but it's an enclosed area. It's a rishus If you throw from rishus harabim into there, vice versa, you're chayav on Shabbos. Here we see that it's that it's only a carmelis. And if it's a carmelis, you're not chayav on Shabbos. 
you're not chayv. Carmelus to Carmelus is not a problem. Carmelus to Shusiachin is a isur drabanan. But Carmelus to Carmelus, why would you say over here? Uh, you say over here. When is it okay? When is it? When are you chayv on Shabbos? When until two saw. But more than two saw, you can't, right? We, what, did, what did the Brysa say? Sel Shabiyam, Eimetalfel, not even that's not Chayav the Raisa, it's not that Raisa, it's only Karmelis. Eimetalfel, Omitalfel, Omitalfel, Yachom. Why? Because it was just Yachom to a Karmelis. And then you're saying, only until two saw, more than two saw, you're allowed to, because it's Karmelis to Karmelis. So what do you see that more than a, a, a private area, which is more than two saw, because we're talking about the Raisha now, we're saying it's going on the Raisha, that the Raisha is. Uh, where it is a private area, it's ten fachim high. But if it's bigger than two saw, you're saying over here, you're what? You're allowed to. You're allowed to why? Because it's a karmelis. So how could Rabbi Yochanan say that if it's bigger than two saw, it's still rishus yochanan and you bechayev, and it's 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 you're bechayev uh, uh, for carrying from rishus rabin to rishus yochanan, vice versa. Rabbi Yochanan says that an area bigger than two saw, even if it's enclosed, is still rishus yochanan. If if it's enclosed, it's still rishus yochanan, even if it's gigantic, it's miles wide. Here it's mashma. If it's more than two saw, it's a karmelis, and it's not a rishus yochanan. So Amarava Rava says like this, Mandalayadi Tirutsa Mastisa, what somebody who doesn't understand the Bryces, who can't explain them, so you're Tifta Mosul Rechmi Asakashan Rabyok. In other words, it's making fun. You're asking Akasha? It's not Akasha, you don't understand. Lolama Rasha, he's going on the Rasha. Vachikamar. Habitochumatlin. He's going on the Diak. He says you can't carry from a big stone. A big stone. Ten Fachama you can't carry into the sea or vice versa, because you're going from a Karmelist to Shusiachid. But within the stone you could carry. Av ad kama, how far in the stone could you carry? Ad beis the stone only until the two saw, because then it's a rishus hayochid, and you can't carry from rishus yochid to a karmelis. But once it's more than two saw, ad kama ad beis saw. But in other words, we're saying that, but in middle of it, you could carry ad kama ad beis assignment until so saw. Meaning, because if it's more than two saw, it rabbanon has a locha like a karmelis, and you can't carry within it. So Rabbi Yochanan is saying you can't carry from. From the stone into the sea, or vice versa, because technically the stone is Rosh no matter how big it is. Ah, but the rabbi said that if it's more than two saw, it has a lachalikamos for carrying within it. Within the stone, you can't carry. If it's more than two saw, the rabbi's made a chumr over there. That's what the first answer, that's what Rabbi's answer is. In other words, we're going on the Rasha, we're not going on the Seifa. Because we said if it's going on the safe, it doesn't make sense at all. And the safer where you're allowed to, if it, the bigger it is, certainly it's better. No, it's going on the ratio. It's going not on the carrying from the stone into, into the water or not that you're not allowed to do. But we're talking about you can't do that. But within the stone, you could carry on the stone. If you're standing on the stone in the middle of the sea, you could carry only if it's up till 5,000. But if it's a gigantic stone, you know, miles by, a mile by a mile, very, very, or miles by miles, then you can't carry because then it has a lochem and rabbanon like a karmelis. Ravashi Amr Lola Rasha, he agrees it's going in the Rasha, but you don't have to go on the diak of the Rasha. Hein Amru, Behein Amru. In other words, there's two drabbanons over here, and the rabbanons are so to one another, and therefore they over, one overpower the other. What do we mean by that? Hein Amru, they were the ones who said, if you have an enclosure bigger than two saw, which is, doesn't, doesn't have a residence in there, they said it has a locha like a you can't carry. Meaning, if it's if it's an enclosure, Rabbi Yochanan is right. Rabbi Yochanan said any enclosure, five miles wide by five miles wide, if it's enclosed, that's halachically Rishus Yochad Menatorah, and you can't carry from Rishus Rabbim to Rishus Yochad, vice versa, on penalty of uh, of Misa. It's Karis and Chatas. It's uh, it's an Isidaraisa. However, they also said that if you have an enclosure without a residence in there that's that large, 
you should only carry within it up till Dalad Amis. Why? Because it's so big, it's a Carmelis, and therefore the Rabbanan made it into a Carmelis because people will confuse it with the Rosh Hashanah And people say, such a big area, it's like Rosh Hashanah, you can carry there, so you can carry Rosh Hashanah to Dalad Amis. So that's what they said. And they, and they also said, They also said you can't carry from to a Carmelis. So what's the problem over here? So the problem is that the two things are conflicting. Because on the one hand, they want to call this a Carmelis. On the other hand, they said you can't carry from into a Carmelis. So the two things will be conflicting. Because if this is a Carmelis, so you should be able to carry from the ocean into there too. So Besa signed the Shari Lutotubikula until, until Besa, which you can carry within the whole thing. Asri Rabbon, Asri Rabbon, Asri Rabbon, Asri Rabbon, So until two saw, they said in the Reisha, until two saw, you can't carry from one to the other, even though, because it's, it's really Rosh Hashanah, it's Vada Rosh Hashanah, my time, Rosh Hashanah, Gemurah. It's Vada Rosh Hashanah, Gemurah over here means that even the Rabbonin didn't say it's a Carmelis. Remember, the Rabbon, if you have an enclosure up until two saw, where you can carry within it, it's Devade Rishasiyachr, even the Rabbanan didn't classify that as that, so they said, oh, since this is Vade Rishasiyachr, according to everybody, even, even we, the Rabbanan, say, up until two saw, the enclosure is considered a Vade Rishasiyachr, so you can't throw it from Rishasiyachr into the sea, because that's going from Rishasiyachr into a Carmelis, or vice versa. But yes, or me based sign. <clears throat> but if, it's, if the rock is bigger than two, so it's five miles wide by five miles wide, the Osel Tutul Bikurai, but the rabbi said you can't carry within it, because that's like a Carmelis. You shouldn't carry within it more than Dalamis because like Rosh Hashanah Rabbim. And we're afraid if you carry their Dalamis within it, you'll come to carry Rosh Hashanah Rabbim also Dalamis. They said you're allowed to carry from there, from there into the sea. In other words, they said effectively, it's, it's like a Carmelis now. Even though what? Even though the rabbi said technically you can't carry within it. But they did allow you to carry from there into into the sea, because they said it's a Carmelis now, right? So you can carry from there into the sea. But on the other hand, they said, you can't carry within it. My time, Dilma Amri, why did they say, Dilma Amri, Gemuri? So they said like this, maybe they'll say it's Rishusi Yachid, because if they don't allow you to carry from one to the other, the people will say that, what, it's Rishusi Yachid, and you'll come and carry within it. You'll come to carry within it if it's more than two saw, and they don't want you to do that. So Maishna, so which, why do they say over here that what? That you can't carry within it, but you could carry from there into the, into the yam, right? Because even though we're saying technically this large stone, according to Rabbi is a Rosh But the rabbi said it's, it's like a Carmelis, they don't want you to carry within it. So they said, you know what? It's like a Carmelis, but on the other hand, it's really Rosh So better to relax the rule of Rosh here and say, you could carry from it into the sea. You could carry from it into the sea. The Yisra of carrying it from into the sea is also only drabbanan, right? Because it's, uh, it's going from Rishusayachid to a Carmelist. So they said, well, relax that law and say you could carry from this Rishusayachid, quote unquote, right? It is a Rishusayachid into the sea. And re- rather than, st- but still say that we allow you, it, you can't carry within it because it's, it, we're, we're defining it as a Carmelist, so you shouldn't can be over on a Daraisa. Umaishna tocho, Maishna, Maishna, says tocho shchiach. To carry within, if you're on the rock, that's more that's more uh, likely that's going to happen. And we want to make a there. You shouldn't carry Dalit Amas there. So that's not a shchiach that you're going to start throwing things. You're going to stand on the rock and throw things into the ocean. That's less shchiach. And therefore, they didn't make the gzera there. So we're saying, yes, Rabbi Yochanan is correct. That halachically, a gigantic 
enclosed area without a residence, gigantic, it's still really Rosh Hashanah Menatorah. Is Rosh Hashanah And from there, Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah can't do. But if you're out in the ocean, where the ocean is, is a Carmelis, and you're on a rock, which is also effectively like a Carmelis, well, it's really Rosh Hashanah we're saying. Yes, but the rabbi said, if it's so big, we call it a Carmelis, and we allow you to carry from the rock into the ocean and vice versa, even though you can't carry within the rock. Because the rabbi said, if you carry within the rock in such a large rock, you might come to carry in Rosh Hashanah. In other words, there are, two, there are two conflicting rules over here. On the one hand, if you say it's a Carmelis, the gigantic rock, then, then you should be able to carry you know, from one to the other. But if it's, also, but, but if it, if it's a Carmelis, so that you can carry you know, from one into the ocean, so then, so then it's not a Rosh Hashanah. But if it's a Rosh Hashanah, if if it if it's if it's not a Rosh Hashanah, if it's a Carmel, it's not a Rosh Hashanah. You should be able. You shouldn't be over in a Daraisa for for carrying from a Carmel into Rosh Hashanah. So you say no. It is Rosh Hashanah a But on the two rules of Rabbanon, would rather say you can't carry within the rock and say, in other words, that it is a Carmelis. And if it is a Carmelis, you could carry from the Carmelis into the ocean. There was a story with a uh, baby who was about to have a bris. And they always prepared water in those days, hot water on Shabbos to, uh, to, to the baby shouldn't uh, get cold or whatever. It was, they considered it Sakaras uh, Nafashos. And they had some hot water that was prepared and on Shabbos, and it spilled. They ran, the water spilled out. And they had to bring other water, uh, other hot water. Amalu Rabba. Rabba lived in that Chatzer uh, where the bris was taking place. Rabbi says, nice, look, I got some hot water in my house, and I'm, I presume you guys made an Erev so that uh, we can carry it from my house into the Chatzir, or into the other house in the Chatzir. No, we didn't make an Erev. Okay, you know what, we don't have an Erev maybe in the Chatzir, but in the Mavui around it, there's a Shituf. We'll see later on, you can rely on that too. If you didn't have an Erev in your Chatzir, but that Chatzir is part of a other chatzeres that surround the mavui, and there was an Erev in the mavui called the Shituf, that's going to, Halashim, we didn't make a Shituf either. Can't carry so we'll deal with that tomorrow. These rabbis were there and there was no Erev, there's no sheet of what's going on. Okay, but that, they didn't have any. So he says, So he said, let's tell a guy to bring some. Uh, we'll tell a guy to bring, bring some hot water. And as we can't carry it, the guy will bring it. Amr Abaya, I want to ask a kash on this. Abaya, this is Rabbi, was his rabbi who said, okay. He asked him, where's the Erev? No Erev, no sheet. Okay, he says, tell the guy to bring some. So, uh, so we said, okay, so Abaya said on the side, you know, I wanted to ask Akasha on this ruling that he said, have a guy bring it. Well, Shafkin Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, my other Rebbe, didn't allow me to ask a wife. Rav Yosef, I'm a Rav Kana. He quoted from Rav Kana. When we were by Rav Yudah, he told us, if you see your rabbi trying to be mako on something which you know is, you feel is an Isra Daraisa, you better say something, raise your voice, you know, before, before the act was done. First, raise your voice before you do the before they do the act. In other words, it's a shalav so You better you better raise your question now. And then then follow. In other words, before they do the ma'isa, before the rabbi carries out his um, his psak, you should ask kasha. The rabbanim, if your only question is that it possibly the rabbi would be open at rabbanim, let him carry out the action. Knows, let him have the guy do it, and then then ask your kasha afterwards. So that's what they did. Obviously, they had the guy bring the hot water from Rabbi's house. Now, uh, uh, he didn't ask the guy to walk. We're not talking about asking the guy to warm up some water. He asked the guy to carry it, which is only an Isidra Bonan anyway in a Chatzar, because it's all Rosh Hashanah, but a Raisa. Okay, 
So the boss after Amale, my boss lost for the mice. What would you have asked? Uh, asked him what would you have asked? Uh, they asked him what, what was the question you were going to ask that you protested that you would have protested. Amale to Tanya Hazosh Fus. If you have to, um, if you're tame mace and you need the Hazosh, you need the sprinkling of the paraduma may paraduma. Uh, that's considered fixing on Shabbos. You're fixing your body. You're purifying your body. And it's an Isra Rabbana. Vamir l'nachri shvus. You can't tell. That's an Isra Rabbana. Sprinkle it. Not, I'm not, not telling a guy. A guy can't sprinkle it, but the coin has to sprinkle it. But doing that on Shabbos is, is an Isra Rabbana. And because of that, even when there's a mitzvah, like you have to make your carbon Pesach and you have to be too hard to do it, we say, no, you don't do it. It's an Isra Rabbana. If you do it on Shabbos, you know, as if that Shabbos is, uh, Arab, was Arab Pesach, uh, and you need that to purify yourself, you don't do it. Okay, so the Tanya has a shvus, and Amir Lanachri is also a shvus. Amir Lakim is a shvus. So, Ma Hazah shvus, just like just like we said, the Hazah is a shvus, and it's a Rabbanan on Shabbos, and it's not Docha Shabbos. As we saw, even when, even when, I, when you have to do a Daraisa, like a Gorbim So, why are you allowed to tell the guy to bring the water for you? That's an Isra Rabbanan, and it's not Docha Shabbos. Not Docha Shabbos, that's Shvus Shams. Amalei. So, they answered him. I'm not sure who he said this to, by who he said this to. Maybe he asked, maybe he asked of Rava. Maybe he said, you know, he asked of So maybe afterwards, he, I mean, Rava maybe. Rava, maybe Rava answered him. But um, they answered him. Is there no difference between something, a shvus and isra that involves an action like sprinkling, which is you're doing a positive act to do something, an act which is not just a positive act, but it's an isra, you're, you're doing, you're performing an act uh, which could be considered an Isra Daraisa. Not really, it's only a Shvus, but here you're doing a Misa. The Shvus to less by Misa. Over here you're not doing anything. In other words, in the case of the, of the Shvus, a Jew is doing a Misa, right? That you're asking the Kohen to, uh, to do a Misa on Shabbos. So it's an Isra Drabbanan, but it's still an act. Over here, there's no act. You're just telling the guy, the guy's going to bring it. There's no Isra on the guy to bring it for himself. The Isra's on you speaking to him. There's no Misa involved. It, like he said, it, some have the gear, so the Bach takes it out. He says, Damar lo Omer Lenachri Zalachim, because he didn't tell, you know, the Mar who, you know, it's Mashmah, there's a third pe- person speaking there. I don't know if it's Rabbi Yosef or whatever. Uh, Baya said, you know, uh, I would have protested, but it was an Israel Rabbana. They said, What's the protest? Well, it's an Israel Shvus. You shouldn't be allowed to do it. So he, so he answered him, that, that's a Shvus which has a mice involved, like the Kohen sprinkling, sprinkling the water. But here there's no mice. Domar lo he didn't say go warm up water. There's no Easter that a Jew would have done. They didn't tell him warm up the water. He just go bring the hot water that's already there. So it's, it, there's no mice involved in your part, and therefore you're allowed to do it, especially for a mitzvah. Amir Lakim is a, like we say, we're making like a, when the, the air conditioning went off or the lights all went off in a shul, and for a rabbin, there's many heterim for Amir Lakim. You're not allowed to tell a, a guy in your house just for yourself, oh, uh, looks, it's dark in here, those kind of things. That's Amir Lakim. Amir Lakim is a shvus, but for heterim like this, where there's a mitzvah and there's a child who was in danger, you were allowed to. All right, so this story, we're going to continue with this story tomorrow because we say, why was there no Erev or Shitaf over there? And we'll talk about other stories with. Uh, with Mila and a baby, etc. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Have a good Thank day, everybody. Have a good day. Call to Beautiful, beautiful. Call to Bye bye.